For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Howdy, folks. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. We have some games from last night to discuss, um, some news around the league. Uh, the Global Series will be visiting uh, Sweden in November with four NHL teams. We'll talk about that, but we'll start with the pre-show. Go ahead, Russ. So, uh, as, as expected, but took much, much longer than expected, Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Now, again... There's a lot that goes into this. I did write about it on um, sportsology.com. Like, I'm at the point where I'm not going to be swept off my feet by Aaron Rodgers, who I felt like hasn't performed well in a couple of seasons. Um, I give him credit that he's going to go try and conquer the New York market because uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo on ESPN made a very good point when someone brought up, well, Tom Brady did this, and he's like, yeah, Tom Brady took over a team that needed a quarterback in a bad division, knew he could win the division, and it would have kind of an easy path. And in a, a game. And in a small market like in a small market. Yeah, this I mean completely opposite. So the the lead up to Rodgers, even before the trade was, you know, all this stuff about the dark room and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting sick and tired of hearing about this crap already. And he hasn't even he hasn't even played one practice in green. So right. But basically the AFC East is a lot harder. So just just getting Aaron Rodgers isn't what, going to make the Jets a Super Bowl contender. It is what did not. you think? What did you think of what they gave up? Too much. It's too much because the um I was talking to Orlando, who I do Jets rehab with, and he said and I agree with them. The swap from 13 to 15 is the equivalent of like a fourth round pick. Right. And I, I think that is true because it could be the difference of missing out on the lineman that the Jets want, that I want them to take. And, and instead, we'll have to take like a center or like the third best defensive tackle. So there is a difference there, especially, you know, in that top 15. Then people are trying to act like, oh, look, the Elijah Moore second, that guy, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers there. no. That second's going to turn into a first because Aaron Rodgers only has to do 65% of the snaps and it turns into a first. So they gave up a first, a second, and they did this swap and the Jets got, a, I think, another pick back. It's too much because from all that you could tell with the restructuring and everything and Rodgers is getting paid, I don't know, $43 million to the cap, but $58 million in real money. Uh, this is a one-year deal, folks. And so knowing that it's a one-year deal, a lot of things would have to break right, even for the Jets to get to the championship game to play against Kansas City, and that's the longest of long shots. Well, Joe uh, Joe Douglas was on ESPN Radio yesterday, and uh, my God, the the tap dancing that he did uh, when he was asked about whether this is more than a one year because that's a factor here. If it's a it two if it's a two year deal, then you can sell. Okay, I got a Hall of Fame quarterback who. Um, you know, he's at the he's at the tail end of his career, but he's still a, a massive upgrade. Yeah. But with the tap dancing he did because, you know, there's no guarantee he's going to stay for a second year. And he was tap dancing around Zach Wilson, whether Zach Wilson will get traded or Zach Wilson stays around. He says, well, there's a lot of belief in the room about Zach Wilson. Yeah, there's a lot of belief in the fact that you played an over-the-hill Joe Flacco instead of a guy you drafted second overall. Don't right. piss on me and tell me it's raining. Right. So I do 
cover a lot of that in the article, but basically I just have to tell Jets fans, just get Aaron Rodgers, even with the moves they made before Aaron Rodgers, the job's not done. There's a lot of good teams out there. The Bills are really good. The Dolphins are really good. Again, Kansas City is the best team in football. I mean, there's, there's a lot of blockades in the AFC. I think, okay, do I think they're better than Miami? Yes, because – Maybe, maybe. Because Tua's, Tua's unquestionable uh, health and what they spent in draft capital to make other moves, including trading a first-round pick, I think it was for Chubb. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the you know they have no draft capital this year, and I think the I think the, the 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 Jets have moved ahead of him. In terms of Buffalo, no. Right, I, I'm not going to say the Jets are better in Buffalo. Uh, better in New England, sure. So all right, so you put them on their footing. Uh, the Chargers, they're a, they're a playoff team. Maybe I mean most likely, but the Chargers, the Chargers are a really good team. I mean Herbert, if he just has a little support has a lot going for him. So, you know, my basic point is this. Just adding Rodgers doesn't give the Jets a trophy. And there's more work to do. And there's things that are being ignored on the Jets right now because they got Rodgers. So people should go read the article. But I'm not, like, skipping around. I'm not skipping. What is it? I'm skipping by Maypoles. Is that what that was back in the day? Um, yes. That was like in the 50s, yes. Um, but the 18th. I'm not going to watch the press conference because I don't care about the press conference. Uh, but I will say this because who knows um, if I'll remember to say this on Friday and I'll tell Eck this today. So Eck, I, um, yeah. friends of mine went to the John Anderson show three days ago ah. and posted um, him doing close to the edge on, um, really? on Facebook. And it still sounds really good. Oh yeah, Sounds really good. I mean, he doesn't have the, super projection in his voice anymore sure. but at 74 he still hits the notes and he and he does it just right and he does the solo part solo part still it's pretty amazing really wow mm. but he has fingers too to help him when are you going yeah i'm going to collingswood on friday, That's uh, friday. Yeah. can't wait that'll be like again if you look at the set list it, it's incredible like it's everything yeah. you'd want him to play and this band i i've been told is really good and i know you like the kids but this is a whole different aspect this is like a a band of non i don't want to say non-professional because they're professional but they're just not known right, right, right they're not right. known like the tony levens and everything but yeah. they play a lot of yes music and they're really good at it really good at it well, there are some incredible young musicians. Yeah. I mean, like you know, you see these. I saw a Pink Pink Floyd band um, that was made up of like mostly like Drexel students. Yeah, and I was just freaking out. And they were doing some such obscure Pink Floyd, and then the, I mean, the, their talent was stunning to me. The fact that they knew these songs at all was baffling to me. Like that 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 group of people would know, you know what I mean that they would know that. Um, yeah, there's there's some. I mean, there's no shortage of great yeah, musicians. Called the, they're called the Band Geeks, and. They did a bunch of videos on YouTube and John liked them. And he's right. like, why don't you be like my backup band? And they probably are loving it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and this is what I like about John Anderson, because I've met him. He's a really humble guy. Yeah. Uh, he just loves doing what he does. He is a bit of a diva. Don't get me wrong. Like well, when, of course. when he was in my hotel, the band was waiting like an extra 20 minutes for him to get on their little bus. All that kind of stuff applies. But yeah. yeah, when it comes to like his ego, he's pretty good, man. Like, Again, for him to kind of look at these guys and say, why don't you tour with me? That's great. Like, that's somebody's dream come true right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, that it, and it's, I mean, just a, a chance for somebody like that to like do the whole tour bus type thing and all that. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. And they probably might just be driving in their own car around, you know, yeah, they'll have some sort of tour bus. I'm sure yeah, you never know in these situations. You really don't. Um, you know, just to prove, just to prove that there are a lot of talented musicians out there, no matter how, how old they are. Um, I mean, everybody remembers the movie School of Rock, and you know, there's a lot of things out yeah. there, little uh, like uh, internet YouTube projects where like a bunch of like high school kids that they'll do yeah. like, covers of stuff. I found online you now. The, the, now I dream. Uh, I, I'm not a big Dream Theater fan, but they have a few right. really good songs. One song is yeah. called yeah. Under, and there is there is this group of kids who did a cover of Pull Me Under that I think is better than the original. Yeah, and that's the thing when I always say, you know, and, and one thing to just get back to what X said about the tour bus thing. I mean, I've been on the, their tour bus and it wasn't like a regular tour bus back. This is like 25 years, 30 years yeah. ago. It was more like an SUV before SUVs were out. Yeah, but, yeah. But also, even then, Steve Howe had his own driver. So he had a guy, he just drove and like he had someone drive. He was in the passenger seat. So maybe he didn't like taking buses, trains and planes. There's all different kinds of things, you know, like. Yeah. Um, so you could be right on that. I don't like, I didn't, didn't like tour buses myself. I never really had the opportunity to have like one of the super duper ones. Um, but, you know, when I went on them with other opening, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I do like, I like RVs though. So, you know, but, but I was definitely going to be fun. Play their music. It's not as hard as if you're creating the music. That's what I always oh, say. It's just, it, to me, it's just a dream. I mean, to get to do this and to get to, you know, hotels, all the different things. These guys were yeah. just having a blast. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're a YouTube band. I mean, you know, they're, I'm sure yeah. they play local dates and such. And now, you know, they're playing a probably, you know, 45. I wonder if, I wonder if he's letting them sell anything there, you know, or anything to the show. Yeah, I, I don't have a sense for that yet. But it, it, to me, yeah. it looks like it's like 25 dates in the States and like 25, 30 overseas you know and that's cool you need to let me know yeah i got i mean I, there's i've I let know. you know i've let you know i'm still dating be there I'm, friday i am going to try to get my loving wife to go with me she comes back on thursday well the least the, the least she could do is go with you to see john anderson when she forces you to go see that ass spring well, here's, here's, the, here's the thing she has a new friend who she really likes who works with her now like and this woman is is, is like a big fan of, of like of she like said, "Let's go to Queen," that kind of thing. Like, let's oh yeah. So maybe this is maybe I can maybe this I can play trailer. that. Let me see what I can do. Move maybe she'll forward. go. Maybe I'm like, hey, like invite her. Like we'll go see you. We'll go see Hannah and Anderson. But yes. She, this this woman makes you spend big money to go on Broadway to see that jerk Springsteen. <laughs> I can always text you where my seat is. No, problem. I have the best wife on the planet. I'm and, not saying that you don't. And, and, and I, I would go to Springsteen every freaking day of the week. Uh, so anyway, all I right. used to go to him. I just wouldn't go anymore. He, I, I still listen to him. Oh, man. All right, here we go. Let's do this. What's today's date, guys? I don't even have my phone. It's 26. <laughs> At least you just gave up. Like you My did. son has my phone right now. He's just 26. Texting. All right, cool. I'll get back. All right. It's Wednesday. I'm told it's April 26, 2023. I know it's Wednesday. I'm Michael Agello and Billy Joel rules. <laughs> I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. <sighs> we didn't start the fire. I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. Even though we didn't start the fire, I have a rising. I happen to have a fireman's hat on hand at all times. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Role play. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about last night's games. Um, all right. Edmonton, LA. Let's just get into it. 
Everton. Of course they won. They're better. They're way better. Skinner won. They're the better team, Mike. All right. Before we get into, and I don't want, I don't want. We can't have another day of this. But I just, I don't want. I just don't want another day. I don't think anybody out there wants another day of it either. So here's the thing about the whole thing. You know, like, all right, they, they didn't need Skinner to win last night. He wasn't spectacular. He's under under nine hundred. He's got an eighty four percentage for the entire playoff. And in that game, he was under nine nine hundred too. So yes. And he gave up a goal at a bad time again. They were up two nothing. They're looking at their cruising, and then bam, there's two. It's two one. Um, it wasn't like he put it in his own net. Act. I mean, the, the the Kings do have talented players. No, no, no. But we're not we're not saying he's a bad I'm goalie. Not saying he's a I'm not saying he's goalie. Not, he might not win. Developing goalie. State. That's all. He might, he might win the next ten Stanley Cups with the Oilers. He could. He's a right really, now. He's a talented goalie. I've said a lot of good things about him over he's the years. But better. They're going to get away with. They're going to get away with it because they dominate. I mean, the the. the Zone nine. Awesome. They can't zone give up three nine. goals every game in the playoffs, Mike. They can't. And that's, goals, that's, that's game, what's yeah. happening. Playing the type of defense that Edmonton does. I mean, they actually aren't that bad defensively. They're giving oh, up oh, shots. Oh, and they're oh, giving oh, up oh, shots. On, they're giving up under 30 shots every game. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, all, all I can say is that I was I was exchanging messages watching the game with, with another reporter. Mm-hmm. And when Adrian Kempe walks around the, the Oilers defense like they're standing still, I'm like, boy, the Oilers defense hasn't improved. And they said, no, sir, they haven't. Got my phone. You know, I'm uh, so now, now that you said that the way that you did, I know who you spoke to. But anyhow, that was the tell. All right. I but, give it, away. it doesn't matter. I mean, Edmonton's going to – Edmonton can beat L.A. with Skinner. Skinner could could be incredibly successful still. I don't know. But the reality is, like – He's the better I, of the two goalies. That's the reality. Is that the reality, Mike? No, it's not. That's not a reality. That's an opinion. That's your opinion. You're allowed to have that opinion. A very educated opinion. No, it's not. It's based on it's based on history, and we got to stop talking about history when we talk about things. Oh, yeah. It's like where we are, where we are now. Let me ask this basic question of Mike. I'm going to really please, test. Please. I'm going to test Mike's intellect on this please, one. Please, please, please. So, Mike, if they were playing the let's say the Dallas Stars, who apparently Tony Soprano thinks that like I've I've somehow said that they stink or something. I said I was worried about them. That's what I said. And I'm still a little worried about them. They still aren't showing me exactly what I need to see. But if they were playing the Dallas Stars and they were giving up three goals a game, they would lose more games in that series because of Ottinger. That's yes. a fact. Yes, they would. They would. They're in a they're in a spot right now. But I think the Dallas Stars. I think the Dallas Stars are a better team than the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, so, I think mostly if they play their game, they are. Yeah, they. I mean, they're pretty close. I mean, it's going to be a little bit good series. I mean, it's like. You know, I mean, Ottinger is great, and Ottinger will be the best goalie in the series, no matter what. Do we know that? I'm not saying that Campbell's better than Ottinger. I'm not saying no. Skinner's better than Ottinger. I'm just sitting there and say, and, and, you know, I'm saying that fine. Edmonton's Edmonton's going to win the series, but I think that next series, <laughs> they get Vegas next series. No, no, they I get go to the end here. Kings and seven. Kings and seven. The kick. The kick. Their 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 power play is 58 percent in the series, man. It's like. This, right. it, it's an absurdity that this is like this is the best team that Evans has had in ages. They're really good. This is, I mean, this, I mean, what was his name? Um, Kings. Only analyst came on and said during the intermission last night. I don't know if you heard this that this is the best power play Edmonton has ever had. That is, that's a statement. That's a statement. That this is the best power play that Edmonton's ever had. But look, Mike, Mike is like Jack Dawson, trying to get back on the float with blue with blue smoke coming out of his his lungs because he's so cold. And he just won't go down with he won't go down with the ship until it's completely over. But it's you mean over. I'm gonna you mean I'm gonna die of hypothermia because I'm trying to get on there with Kate Winslet? Yeah, that's exactly what'll happen. All right, let's 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 move on. Um, let's just say that Edmonton was very good last night. 
Um, you can all agree. We can all agree on that. Edmonton looked very good last yes, night. Edmonton looked excellent. They scoring from all up and down their lineup. They were really solid. They, are, you know, I mean, Boucher is turning into a hell of a player. Let's just say that he is going to be. I don't know. You mean Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard, Bouchard, not Boucher. Yeah, Bouchard. he was always, always going to be. It just took a little longer. He yeah. Was gonna be. I was like, when, yeah, when, I, mean, when I mean, I, I did a what's the act. When did Frank Boucher come back in the NHL? I'm sorry. I did a, I did a what the act um, blog today, answering questions. There many, many, many questions still the other day. So I only got to half of them today. I'll get the other half later. But um, one of them was, you know, what are they going to have? What is Edmonton going to have to do to keep Bouchard? And it's, it, they're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to pay him. And he's not going to be easy to keep. Um, but they have well, to. I think what they probably will end up doing is mm-hmm. they'll have to let someone like Yamamoto go or something. That's what like I'm that. thinking too. I'm thinking like Yamamoto. But um, bridge deal. You know, yeah, but the, but he's, he's worth keeping because he's something they developed. This guy, he's oh, no, their, have to keep him. Like he'll be their top power play guy. If they yeah, he's he's, he's 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 so solid with them. Oh, um, so. They'll end up buying out Cody CC. <laughs> they could. CC wasn't terrible last night, though. Or um, may, or maybe maybe they trade the almighty Jack Campbell. I mean, you know, that, that's five million bucks. It's possible. Yeah, right. maybe maybe back to Toronto. Um. All right. So let's see. Um. All right. The other games last night. Uh, Dallas, like we talked about, Dallas just. Man, they look like they were making a statement last night against Minnesota. They look. Yeah, I think they they look better. They did. What 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 scares you about Dallas? I mean, Dallas's power plays also. No, I mean fifty eight percent. That game in that game, the the power play showed up. I well, just let's let's start with the with how they yeah, got. Finish, so finish your thought, Russ. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Okay. The power generating play. a ton of shots. That's my worry. The power play was because of the because of the Marcus Foligno. Uh, hit yes. on Faxa, which was, you know, they, I think they, I actually think you know, TNT did a pretty good breakdown of like how it was more of a mistake than it was like a purposeful knee on knee hit. But that gave that, that opened the door for Dallas, Russ, and then they got two power play goals out of it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Five on five, I'm still a little worried. And they, they're not generating the amount of shots I'd like to see them generate right. with the guys they have. You know, the game was was definitely because of the penalty. Like that opened the floodgate. That made it easy. All right, should, I'm, I'm here. I'll be right there in a second. But should they play Mark Andre Fleury? No, no. I, I I I don't think I don't think it was on Gustafson. I think it was the fact that they got behind the eight ball. They got they fell behind two nothing. Then they sort of had to open it up. And once they did that, and Dallas got the goal from Marchment late, late in the and that was I mean, a, even strength. He stopped twelve of thirteen. Gustafson. Yeah, that was a disputed yeah. goal too because they they believed that Suter had high, had batted the puck out of the defensive zone with a high stick, and that I guess it wasn't reviewable. I guess if it hadn't have been blown at the point that that it was batted out, then then it wasn't reviewable. And that put them down 3 nothing in the first period, and then it was yeah. pretty much The over. Stars were on their game because of that penalty yeah. and, and a five-minute power play. That's why they were on their game. Definitely definitely with a kickstart. I mean, that power play. Yeah. That kickstarted them. But, again, I still need to see them produce more five-on-five. Five. Yeah, they could get past this round. But, you know, there's higher expectations for this team. Yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Can I just say – No, no, no. He didn't, I didn't go to the bathroom. He went and got a drink. No, he um, went off, he he went off off camera to get a Moscow Mule. Yeah, no, no, this is this is just soda, but um, this is from the Bacon no, Festival in Pennsylvania that I went to last year, um, which was you know, you know that show that the food that built America had a thing about the Moscow Mule. I hate that show. No, but if you go and you watch it about the Moscow Mule, the interesting thing is it's kind of intertwined with the release of the Polaroid camera, which I found fascinating. 
So anyhow. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's interesting. This um, there's a place. There's there was a there was a um, a truck, a food truck at this place. Have you ever, ever seen the food truck that like does the root, root beers? Have you ever yes. seen these in festivals? That's ama- It's an amazing yeah. thing. It's like it's a big food truck with like just a row of root beer taps on the side. Yeah, of it. They, they show up every year at the um the Philly um <laughs> Comic Con that I go to. The same root beer company. They're it's there. Great. And this and they had you know bacon themed classes. But they, these these are amazing. They're very right? good. I've had them. Excellent root beer. Nothing like a cold root beer in like a wet metal glass like this. Awesome. All right. No, you have to have it in a chilled mug. That's the best way. Well, this is like this. It heats. That's close to the chilled mug. Yeah, with a lot of ice. This becomes. Ice. This is just becomes. Lots, lots of ice. Yeah. All right. I got this. I got one of these last year, and I'm sitting there, and I'm so happy, and I'm, I'm standing there in Margate, and uh, and a bird just like craps right in my right in my right in my rear. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I would throw out the mug if a bird crap. It's not the same mug from that. Okay. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> I would definitely not ever. Yeah, ever I would question that mug that. for sure. Well, we're okay. All right, let's move on. To, um, By the way, so- here's another thing to be worried about. Yes. Um, Ty Delandria was 28% on face-offs. Yikes. Well, I mean, that'll be taken care Well, okay. I know that Pavelski sometime, sometimes mostly plays the wing when he plays with Hins, but they do they do use him on face-offs occasionally. Yeah, that'll alleviate. And he, it's it's starting to look like he may be back for Game Six. Now there are some people who say, "Well, why risk bringing him back for Game Six and ex- getting him exposed to you know getting bashed again?" But they want to get him in the lineup, and 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 you know they don't want this series going to a Game Seven. So I think it makes yeah, sense right. to bring him back. Yeah, I mean it does. It does. I think so. I think so too. Um, so let's um. So the other game last night was Islanders. Islanders and Carolina. Oh my gosh. This no. was an exciting game, Mike. There's no way you can put it out of your head. No, this was an exciting game. This was not I just exciting it. for the beginning or the end. This was exciting all the way through. The Carolina oh. fans. But you, you, will you, awesome. will you admit that the series has, in general, has been the most boring of the eight? I don't know. To me, I'm having a. I know it might sound weird, but the, the one that I'm least looking forward to watching is for some reason like Vegas and and um, Winnipeg. I don't know why, but that's like, and they've been some good games, but I, it's like not because in your mind you know it's over. That's why. No, because I like I I would I'm not a huge Vegas fan, but I was a big Jonathan. I'm a big Jonathan Quick guy, so I was really hoping for Jonathan Quick, and that's and it would have made yeah. Vegas more interesting for me to watch. But I like Jack Eichel too. So I should. By the like way, I, if Quick doesn't get named the backup tonight, I believe what I said the other day is what happened. I, I you have to start thinking that. Yeah. Well, it was I can't remember who was pointing it out, but I guess Henderson is not in the Calder Cup playoffs because. Because Vegas has essentially a taxi squad of like 15 players, and Quick and Logan Thompson are both on that taxi squad. So I, I guess what they're saying is they're healthy, but, but right now, Brassois and Aiden Hill are yeah. the, the choi- chosen one and two, which they're is just not saying that they're, they're just not saying that they're injured, Mike. It's not that they're saying they're healthy. Right. I mean, they're really, they're really, I think, obviously. I don't think Thompson's healthy. I think Quick is healthy. Yeah, if Thompson was healthy, we would see him. we would see him at least as a backup and we would and you know until he got some work or whatever we would see him in there um so um but that but that islanders game you know barzell wakes up you know all right way yep. to go yep he had a good game i mean look they were so, fortunate a puck went off of sebastian Ajo's face <clears throat> and to one of their players to get the goal like it's still, I mean, who was it? They batted it out of the air. Um, uh, it was uh, Brock Nelson. Yeah, it was Nelson brought, batted it out of the air. Hell yeah. of a play. It felt horrible for Ajo, but he came back like five minutes later, and he was 
you and blood everywhere. Well, like, Hyman, same thing, right? Hyman takes a takes a takes a goal up his face last night too. Yeah, but not like that. He did too, but not like that. Um, the, it, it really was bad. But you know, I give Carolina credit; they came yeah. back. This was yeah. the the best the Islanders have looked yes. the entire series. Like the it was the first time series. they looked relaxed to me. Yes. I think that they've, they've looked uptight about all their passes. They're like holding their stick too tight. They're trying to be too perfect. They just sort of played last night, you know? And I, and sometimes that happens when you're when you're down in a situation like three to one. Like, I yeah, think I think that's true. And and I think yeah. um, they played better defensively. Again, they blocked 22 shots to Carolina's four. So it wow. shows you the difference in philosophies there because yes. Carolina's defense is so good. They don't feel like they have to block those shots. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because the you know you know the Islanders have one of the top five goalies, but they still feel like they need to block the shots. Sorokin was really good though when Carolina had the power play. I think that was the difference in that game. Right, right, right. Yeah, Carolina Sorokin really was good. good. He got a benefit from that that disallowed goal too, but that was obviously offsides. But that was yeah, that was a, yeah, that's that was, it was obviously offside, but it was a big point in that game. Like if that goal happens right there, and then it was one of those momentum moments that if that yeah. goal happens. Carolina could have ridden that wave, I really think. That. Here's here's something that, you know, I think Mike will be happy about. I doubt in, in, Maybe. Uh, in this game, like, Pierre Engvall was actually a force. Like, he was yeah. he was the Islanders' best player other than Barzell in this game. It was? Well, well I mean, th- th- this is the thing. It was, I'm sorry, who did you oh, say? Pierre Engvall. And, okay. and for us, you know, you know this well because, you know, I covered Pierre Engvall with the Marlies and then uh, – in his ascendancy to the Leafs. He's a very talented player. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He just doesn't like contact that much. And it's sort of like he's one of these guys, if he plays 82 games, uh, 20 of those games, he plays uh, plays up and uses, uses all of his potential. The other 60 games, he's sort of a fellow traveler. So it's yeah. like, I mean, if he asserts himself and I had hope he'd assert himself because he's in the walk year and he's going into UFA and he can, he can attract some yeah. attention and some money in free agency. If he does, then, you know, he's, he's got to sing for supper. And I think since yeah. he's joined the Islanders, he's played pretty well. He has played pretty well. Um, it was good to see Sorokin play well. Um, Matt Martin was, stayed out of the box. That Matt Martin stayed out of the box. Cause Carol, yeah, the, they did everything they had to do. And, you know, and they got to Ranta a little bit. Like, it felt like they, like, you know, it was the first time. Yeah. First time Ranta worked. They did everything that they had to do, and they held on to win by a goal, which tells you. Now, the thing is, and I think this is a factor, and I said this was a factor when we had everybody on the show yesterday. I mean, the war of attrition in terms of Carolina, not having Pacioretty, maybe he was never, you know, he was with them for a few games, but they were depending on him to be a scoring guy. Uh, not 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 having Teravinen and not having Svechnikov, right. it's starting to take its toll. I mean, Russ, Mackenzie McEachern was playing with Aho and Seth Jarvis. I know. Really? I mean, that's, that's well, not – Yeah, it's Aho and Jarvis are driving the, the bus there, so that's – you can get away with that. I wasn't worried about Carolina in this game, and actually at least they did come back because they were down 2 nothing. I think. So they – they did come back to some degree. I think this is one where we're going to find out now if the Islanders could keep it together at home because, you know, if they go down in that game, like we heard boos last game. When the Islanders went down, the home crowd was booing. I, I was listening on the radio. I heard the boos. They've got to, the Islanders have to keep the boos away in that game. If, if they fall behind and the boos are, are coming, that's not going to help them. Right, it won't at all. No question about it. 
No, and and that's um, I um, you know, think I, I now game six for the Islanders. It's gonna be an interesting yeah. one, I think. Because oh, it's gonna be. A, I'm watching it. I watched. I've yeah, watched I mean, I think they're really, good. and I'm glad that we have one because I really want. I want to see the way this series develops. I mean, I think that both New Jersey and the Rangers, I can't see either of them losing to either of these teams. I mean, we never know. It's hockey playoffs. Um, there is a little yeah. Ranger news, too, that I'll switch to when, when you want to. But um, I can't say that yet because Carolina yeah. preseason, I thought, was going to get to the conference finals. And I still kind of think they can get there. Um, but a lot's going to depend on the Islanders. So that's why I can't really say for sure. Um, I think I will tell you this. If Carolina plays the Rangers, it'll be different than last year's series. It will. Yes. Very, very different. I agree. I totally agree. Based on different um, people, different they are different teams. Yes, I do think it is worth mentioning the fact that the Flyers, many Flyers players are changing their numbers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure why it's happening, but it's happening. I am for this because this is the thing that I used to be, like, like think when players get these weird numbers when they're rookies and then they make the team, yeah. I, am always, I was always for that, that happening, like where they get a real number. And lately, there has been this tendency for players just to keep those numbers that they had when they were rookies, like Gossespierre did. You know, basically, he was the first player. Oh, do we know who? Yeah, so this is what's happening. Um, Noah Cates, who was number 21, I think, right? Well, now no, we're, Yeah, 21, yeah. We'll now, we'll now wear number 27. Um, yeah. Morgan Frost. Which is, which is Reggie, Leach, Reggie Leach, Leach's old number, right? Reggie Leach, uh, Ron Hextall. There's some good number 27 in the Flyers history. Okay. Uh, Morgan Frost um, was there was a lot of rumors he was going to change, but he's staying with forty eight, which I like. Forty eight is an okay number. Well, um, I believe his number in junior was sixteen, so it's a multiple of forty eight. You can't do that, obviously, in Philly. Right, right. Well, yeah. Wasn't forty eight Briere's number too? Forty eight was Briere's number, um, and it does it does it's just funny because they. Oh, you know, is they, Morgan Frost trying to kiss up to the boss? Well, we'll he, see, right? He's um, he's looking for a raise. Wink, yeah. wink. Hey, Danny now, York is going to change to number eight. So he was he was like forty five or something like that. Right? Brad, he's taking Brad Marsh's old number. Well, eight's been his number his whole. Like this is actually his number. Yeah. Um, no, he I'm. He's eight with Team USA. Yeah, he's taking Brad Marsh. Well, there's a way more famous number eight. I'm in favor of that. Mike, there's a way much more famous number eight. Come on, those liars. Mark Recchi. No, yeah. even more famous than that. Okay. Oh wait, is it Pelly Eklund? No. What did Drake do? Nine. <laughs> number nine. I, 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 I knew it was a singular. Okay, are we oh, talking? Come on, Dave Schultz is number eight. Oh, that's, the, Schultz, yeah. that's number eight for the Flyers. That'll always be number eight for the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that you know, but the no but the really disappointing thing is 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 um, <laughs> is the fact that uh, Carter Hart is not changing. Carter Hart is not changing number thirty-one, which really ticks me off like no one's business. I am so still so mad that they will not let him have thirty-one. Um, which has been Carter Hart's number his whole career. He doesn't want it, Eck. He he does. I no, he doesn't. I disagree. I can tell you with great certainty he doesn't. Uh, he did. I can tell you with great certainty he. I saw the moment when he didn't. That's all. Well, I know. Say. I know. I, I I know you were there for that. And I know when you were there. But then you he was wearing thirty one. But I don't know that. Well, I no. Anyway, let's move on. I'm telling you, I know that he would take 31 in a heartbeat if they gave it to him. 
but he's not he's not the kind of guy who would ever make a big deal out of it for sure. Yeah, somebody was saying uh, gr- uh, is Gritty's number eight? No, Gritty's number is number six six six. He's actually double zero. I Gritty. thought they should put a gritty patch on the Flyers New Jersey's next year. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> right. So let's get into tonight because tonight we have some games. Yeah. Okay. Um, and let's start off with Florida and Boston. This is um, r- reports are circulating that that Bergeron's going to make his entrance into the series. Right. Yeah, I see that happening. Gutsy move a little bit by Boston. Like uh, when you're up, if you were up if this if this was two two. Maybe different, but you're up three to one. You have one of the best teams ever. Um, why are you Why are you bringing Bergeron back for this game to get the rust off? Yeah, yes, but you know, well, I haven't heard anything about Krejci, so it doesn't sound like he's gonna. I don't think he's not playing, from what I heard. Yeah, but but I mean, you know what's wrong with Krejci? Like, I'm surprised at this one. Yeah, I I, I think they said lower body, but I I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't have any idea. He's a gamer. Like he usually plays hurt. The Bergeron's yeah. a game time decision. They're saying in the, in the chat. I would not be shocked at all if, if Bergeron didn't play. But uh, Fluto Shinzawa reported Krejci is out for Game Five. Krejci's out. I, I just think that I don't think that there's any point in bringing Bergeron back because because to me, like if he's he's either hurt or not hurt, like we talked about before. Like if he's at all able to play, he would always play. Like he's a guy who would never always play for sure. So. The fact that he didn't play makes me think that this was actual, really an actual injury. So you should just give him as much time as you can to get back from it. I think, because you're going to need him in, down the line. But I um I tried to get some inside information on who was going to be in goals tonight for the Panthers, and was told that it would be one of them. <laughs> oh, great! That's really good info. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reporting from the inside scoop that it'll be one of them. Um, I don't know which one it'll be. Who should it be? Like this is the big question. It should be Bob. You think it should be Bob? Yeah, because at the end of the day, Bob still has to start next year for you, especially with us not knowing what's happening with Spencer Knight. Uh, right. Lion had his moment. You're going to have to live with Bob for a few more years. Like, it just seems like it should be Bob. Yeah. I mean, Bob has not been that good in the series when he's been in there. Yeah. But I, Bob, I Bob is goalie, he is the kind of goalie that gets better the more he plays. However. Yeah. So maybe he's maybe he's a little rusty coming in now. Has you know, the magic worn off for Alex Lyon, though. Maybe I think it has, but I do think that there is a there is like one of those special like chemistry things with Lyon and the rest of that team. Like they really, the rest of that team really likes him, and they there's definitely a feeling of like that he's he got in the playoffs. They all feel like without Lyon, they don't make it. And and I know Matthew Kuchuk especially has said this. Like he, he just says that you know Lions, he's he's the guy. He's 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 our guy. And he said that many times. Um, because they, you know, his calmness. He came in there, was relaxed, and at a time when they needed it more than anything else, and made some big saves, won some games. So there's a definite team bonding thing about Alex Lyon that yeah, I mean, go back, you know, Lyon's got a 902 save percentage, but Bob's is an 846. But you don't expect Bob to be that bad. And even if you put in Lion, even if you're getting a 902 against the Bruins, is that enough? Probably not. So I yeah. think you have to put in Bob, hoping you get Bob's best game. I think that's what you have to hope for. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think you have. To, I think I think you're right. I don't know what they're going to do though. I kind of I, like I said, I was told I was told nothing. But if I was to guess on it, I'm going to lean slightly towards Lion from what I, from what I'm feeling. But I I I I would think I would go with Bob. I, I would go with Bob simply because of this. They stuck with Lion because Lion was essentially 
their version of the Hamburglar. He was hot down the stretch. He got him in the playoffs. They yeah. rewarded him uh, with the start in the playoffs. He played well in the first two games. You know, then he gets pulled, and now the bubble is burst. Now, you know, you go with the goalie who's the better of the two. You go with the goalie who you're paying $10 million bucks to because he's the better of the two. Do you think because he's making more money? Maybe. I, I, I'm, just, I'm saying that as, as a justification, but he's the right. better of the two goalies. And you also think, you know, he's more experienced, obviously, in the playoffs. Right. Right. And, you know, and he has a better chance of stealing a game for you. So you're telling me that Campbell should play instead of Skinner? No, Skinner's the better of the two goalies. Man, Jeez. All right, I'm just saying you take all, you, all the other, all the same reasons you're throwing in the uh, Anyway, all right, okay. There's um, no logic here. It's sure, there pretzel. is. It's basically pretzel logic. Sure, no, sure, sure there is. One has won a playoff series, and the other one hasn't. Mm. Bob has won a playoff series. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right. One is a gold medal. Anyway, all right, here we go. Um, <laughs> Michael Layton is always available. All right. Um, what other game you guys want to talk about tonight? So let's see. We'll talk about the Ranger game. Well, it's not yeah, tonight. Is, I think this is, this is definitely the Ranger Seattle, Colorado. We can, can mention Seattle. Can I, can I just destroy the NHL here for one thing at the scheduling? I mean, I, sure. I understand the reason why, especially with the with Tampa Toronto series, and we can talk about a couple things that are going on with, with the Leafs a little, in a little bit, but they wanted to line up Thursday, Saturday, Monday for games five, six, and seven. Okay, fine. I get that. But you leave this monstrous gap in the middle of the week where now all you have, after having, you know, the first eight days of the first round being four games, one night, four games, the other night. Now, all of a sudden Wednesday, you know, last night you had three tonight. You have two. It's just, I mean, come on. I mean, please. Now maybe some of it's building availability, but yeah. most of it is is basically being catered for television and yeah. that's horse crap. I mean, just play the damn games. Well, they're obviously trying to set up a Saturday night Maple Leafs game, right? If they have it. Right, which you know, which you know, hopefully they very will. possibility we know. <laughs> so, um, the um, yeah, that's uh, well, here, here's what I want to say about with this Boston. game in Seattle. Let's talk about the Rangers and Rangers and Devils. Let's talk about that. No, no, we can talk about the Seattle one first. I want to go there first. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, since it's tonight, um, the loss of the Shushkin, and again, a lot of people didn't even know about it. It was very under the radar. You know, him not being there the last few, it's mattered. Like, it's it, it makes a big difference because he's Definitely. good defensively. He's good on the power play. He's a big body. All those things. So, now I think it has taken some of the bite out of out of the abs. And, you know, Rantanen has had an amazing year. Like, he, this is, I think, his best season. And I don't think McKinnon's had a bad series at all. I think he's done pretty well. But they have to have other guys step up now. This is where, I guess, the Confers and other ones – Somebody has to do that because Alex Newhook, yeah, yeah Newhook maybe. Right, um, they're gonna need some of that. Yeah, uh, Thomas, we did mention the Macar suspension yesterday, and um, I mean, what this means for us is that is that Byram steps in yeah. as probably the point guy on the power play. Who's really good? Like, yeah, yeah. there's not that's not a bad, no, not a bad guy to stick in there. No yeah. slouch. No slouch at all, um, and, and, and he's a he's a big guy too. Bo Byron's a big guy, so. yeah. And his, you know, I mean, they're they're different. They're different kind of defensemen, but you you gain some things with Byron at times. 
Bakari's yeah. better at Raw, but, you know, still. You definitely gain some things over that. Um, Seattle, yeah, this is the game Seattle has to win. They yes. win this game, Colorado's in deep, deep trouble. I agree with that because I think it's going to be hard to win in Seattle. I think um, I think going back to Seattle, um, if Seattle has a chance to win, I think that yeah. will be a crazy environment. And I think that, um, you know, this this series is so strange though with the goalies to me. It's like <laughs> I don't I don't believe in anybody that's playing goal in the series. Um, yeah, look, I'm not even backing Grubauer, and I backed him for years. So I know, and he and you know he. Some people are like saying, "Yeah, well, he's been a reason." But he, yeah, he was really important in the first win they got for sure. Um, and there was a whole thing. Yeah, he you know he got screwed by Columbus, by Colorado, and he's coming back to take vengeance, which I'm always I'm always a big fan of. I know Mike loves vengeance, but um. I think that, um, but you know, I think that when we look at the end of the day, um, yeah, I, uh, these we have like goal. Both goalies have been pulled. Both goalies have been like it's it's crazy. Like Colorado's goalie's been pulled. I'll really tell you what I don't like about this series. It's impossible to dislike the Kraken. Like it's like I like I I'm I'm hoping that the Abs move on because I think it's a good story and yeah. has a chance to uh, to repeat. But like. Dave Haxtell doesn't ever say anything that matters or something that's <laughs> to be incendiary. And it's hard to like hate this team momentarily. Like it is. It is hard to hate them because they have some really fun players on their team. And and they're just they are doing that. They feel a little bit like, you know, the Vegas Knights felt the first year they were in the playoffs. It feels like they could they could they, they have that we believe attitude that is contagious. And and you know, they're playing a team that they shouldn't have any business being with and they're and they're with they're hanging with them right there i i mean talent wise you know i read something about this one today you know the calgary flames who you know we're going to talk about their arena in a second but the calgary flames way more talented team than seattle in my opinion way more sure. i mean there's no doubt about that um but again <laughs> yeah. you know if you had a book of memorable dave Hackstall quotes it's a it's a it's a quick read no like i said he's a sim it character really he, looks, he looks like a sim character he stands and talks like a sim character <sighs> But he has done this. Like, this is where Hackstall. This is where Hackstall works. Imagine, I was just gonna say, can you imagine we're in a series now where Bednar has more personality than <laughs> than Hackstall? Oh man! I mean, the only two men, two men that have been carved out of styrofoam. I know the only level that Hackstall has is that like is the only thing he's got going for him. I think is the fact that he is a. He was a really good college coach, and yes. this is—he's basically dealing with a college-type team that's all coming together from mm -hmm. weird different places. So it wasn't a bad idea to have a college coach with an expansion team. Like, there's something about that that's similar feel to it. But um, and it's worked for him. But and he's definitely lightened up on his some of his theories. You know, I've been told so. because like he was so draconian in Philadelphia almost <laughs> that the players got lost their minds. Um, like we've often talked about the two line pass thing that you weren't allowed to pass. You couldn't, you couldn't skate over two lines with the puck. You had to pass. You can only skate over one line and you had to pass before the next line. So that was like, right. That made Claude Giroux and Voracek absolutely insane. I mean, and Vandevelde just... had to play every game, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Vandevelde, yes. Yes. Chris Vandevelde. He had to he play. Like, every he, he sounds like a character from like a, a, a fraternity in like an eighties movie. Doesn't he? I, I mean, I've never seen him again. Like, where, where no, is he? he's Spanish. I don't know where he is. I have no idea. <laughs> but he always, know, he always sounded like you know, like then Davelli's arrived. You know, like the he's like he's the he's the big big tall blonde guy in like Pretty in Pink or something. Anybody well, who's seen Van Davelli, please let us know. 
Well, if you remember, his namesake was the guy who choked away the the the, uh, the British Open the one time. So in, in golf, so John Vandeveld. So same spelling. I did not know that. Oh yeah, and then I don't think they're related. No, I don't think they're <laughs> related. No, they're just random Vandeveldies. And Mike, I'm not sleeping. I was just in, listening intently. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, so let's let's move. Let's so now we get through this tonight. Um, I think uh, you know. We could see. I mean, what do you? What are your feelings in the Colorado game? Let's let's talk about who do you think wins this? You think Mike? Do you think Colorado takes this? I still think Colorado. I mean, I still think Colorado should be favored in the series. But the the losses that that Russ was talking about. I mean, Makar out, Nakushkin out. Yeah, we. Uh, it could be out for the season. Right. Um, you know, those are two big losses. This uh, just seems like an overtime game. Yeah. yeah I mean. Seattle, I mean, the way they play, the way they limit shots would lend itself to a close game, maybe an overtime game. And as we know, you know, anything can happen in overtime. I mean, I, I mean, they go back three, two, leading three, two, that place was it climate pledge arena is going to be, you know, up for grabs. So, okay. I mean, I mean, you know, the, I would like to see for those fans to see them have a chance to win uh, in a game in a game six, but I still think I mean this is you know this is the championship pedigree of the Colorado Avalanche, so I would think that they would win this game and the series still. But who knows? I think it's an um, overtime game, and it's a it's a pick them like I just do. I just yeah, I don't have a great feeling either way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do. Um, let's talk about the. Um... I want to tell you this, Zach. So. In my minute and a half search for Chris Vandevelde, all <laughs> you find is when you put in Chris Vandevelde on Twitter or in Facebook, all yeah. you find are pictures of Dave Haxtall and Chris Vandevelde. I just want to say it's unbelievable. Is that true? No, you can picture both. <laughs> it's really true. Wow. It's, it's just funny. But he's, there's no mention of Chris Vandevelde, even when he went to Ottawa after. There's almost no mention of him since he's been a flyer in, like, 2017. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, I love it. Um, all right. So let's um let's talk about this Calgary arena. So like yesterday, late, late last night, 19 hours ago from my I gather it. Um it, it was announced that the Calgary is going to build a new arena. That the Saddle right. Dome is going to be no more. Um Saddle Dome's been through a lot. Um <laughs> the Saddle Dome was underwater. If you I know, know that's what I'm saying. It was like it was completely it looked like at one point it was flooded out. And, um what was I it? Know, was it? Harvey the Hound's head was found. Isn't that, that, isn't that his name? Was found floating in the saddle dome? Yeah, that's a moment. That was a moment for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that yeah, I think that this is a it's a great thing for Calgary, obviously, but not unexpected because I mean this is I I didn't think for a second that Calgary was going to lose their team. You know? No, um, nobody did. They're 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 a really good hockey. This team is Canada, and even if people didn't want it. The people were going to be paying for that arena in some way, shape, or form. Right. Maybe not 100. It looks like it's about 65 percent, something like that. But it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it is a shame because, like, I love the, the Saddle Dome, which reminds me of the Cap Center way back when. You know, which were the same. I'm not going to miss it. I never went there. I don't care. I don't. I. It doesn't matter. No. You know, and I, I will tell you this: Randy will probably unscrew a seat and steal one, like people did. <laughs> At the spectrum, I could see him doing that. There you Plus, go. There, there are still there are still bars in Buffalo that have seats from the odd. Yeah. Now, now, yeah. granted, not okay. The seats in the upper deck and the and the higher level of the lower deck were all wood. So those <laughs> those seats, 
you know, those are preservable. The other seats that had cushions were rotting and nobody has those things. Those are disgusting. Yeah. I love the wood concept though. That was, um, I did go to what game there at the odd and the odd. Oh yeah. I went to a game there and I was, I just like, I just thought I, I sat on a wooden seat and I'm like, this is crazy. This is like a professional hockey game I'm watching. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have spectrum seats. I have, I have two spectrum seats in my house and I have, um, that I bought. You have, bench. you have the bench. I have the bench, which is, of course, you know, is the number. Nice. But I also have the, um, I also have a couple of the folding seats from the spectrum that the, the seats they would put on the floor when there were concerts. I have two of those too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones we all stood on top of, you know, hilarious. Um, yeah, I've got those as well. So yeah, but I, I think it's going to be, it's, it's good for Calgary. I mean, I, I mean, I was asked about the flames today, actually, and they're a hard team to think about. Like what's going to, what are they going to do this summer? You know, we're going to well, get I saw some- something funny and I don't know who posted it, but this was yeah. pretty good. They were like, did they include the buyout of Jonathan Huberto in the deal for the <laughs> stadium? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I, honestly, it will, we'll, we'll just do a little flames talk here for a minute. Yeah. I, I think there's a reasonable possibility based on the goaltending market as it is un, un, possibly unfolding in the summer and based on the fact that the Flames have uh, Dan Vladar at, I think, $2 million for another two or three years and Wolf, who they like a lot, that they try to trade Markstrom. Yeah, they could try to trade him. Um, he's got three years left, $6 million bucks. That's not what he wants him at that money. With that oh, they'll, they may have to retain like a million, million and a half. Three years. Nobody wants Markstrom for three years. Nobody. He's not that old, Russ. It doesn't matter. Um, There's two teams that could. Um, Buffalo's one, yeah. Buffalo's definitely one of them. They're not Um, taking him with that term. No way. Pittsburgh is an interesting thought with them. Like, I think that – Pittsburgh is possible. You know, Pittsburgh, they would have to do some – they have to move some things out. They'd have to do some great things. But that seems like a good spot for him. Like, if I was to say a good spot for Markstrom, I think the Penguins would be a good spot. I think that's possible. I'll give you another – I'll give you another possibility, maybe New Jersey. No, I don't think they would take him with that term either. And I think they're really, they're really happy with their goal. And they like Schmidt. I mean, they're not going to start. They like Schmidt. They, Vanacek, they like Vanacek. I know we've been ripping Vanacek, but he had, you know, like I said, the second Vanacek's best. Backup back. You got to talk about Schmidt now. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but and that's not even the goalie that they. That's not really the goalie of the future, even right? They have another guy who's even. Well, I mean, he could be Dawes. Could be who knows? Yeah, so they've got goal. They've got. I mean, I think they will. Move, I think they'll move. I think New Jersey will, will definitely try to move McKenzie. Blackwood. Yeah, which again, there's not much of a market for him. No, but but he's an RFA, so there's right. not a long. He's baffling to me. Like I would want to, I would take a chance on Mackenzie Blackwood somewhere. Yeah, well, let me tell you is this, and this is just Russ Cohen talking, no medical yeah. knowledge, nothing. He's not been the same since that heel injury, and heel injuries and in goalies right. are hard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's that's an R. He's an RFA, so qualifying offer would be a little over three million dollars. Um, I think he's one year away from being an unrestricted free agent. So if a team now, okay, Buffalo, if they don't, and I, and I, I don't believe the talking points of Kevin Adams and Don Granado that yes, we're gung ho to go into next season with, with the goaltending tandem of, of uh, Devin Levi and Ukapekalukunen bull crap. If you can get an upgrade and have Levi with a veteran goaltender, then I think that's the best case scenario for them to make the playoffs. And if you can get a Blackwood on a one-year deal, yeah. then Might be I, worth it. I think it would be, you know, you wouldn't have to give up a lot. Maybe, maybe, maybe New Jersey would take back uh, Eric Comrie or something like that. 
um, or something, you know, something, but, but I think that that would be a winning formula. Um, I just don't think Lucan, I mean, the problem is that Lucanin is, isn't waiver exempt. And I think Luke, or maybe Lucanin gets traded in a deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's possible. I mean, I think that, I mean, I know that like, the Jersey tried to move Mackenzie Blackwood at the trade deadline and just got nowhere with it. Um, but also I have heard, I, I, you know, I do think there's teams out there. I have heard teams are not totally opposed to that. There's a lot of shuffling that's going to go on. And someone else asked me that question today too. And my, and, and I responded in Westy, I could, how many, how many draft trades I thought there would be, you know, and draft, actually, draft trades. Yeah. Like draft trades at the draft. Um, and I think I there'll think be quite a few. I think there'll be a lot act because, because a lot of teams are going to have to move around uh, of salary like last year for cap space because the cap is only going up a million or 2 million a year. You'll right. see, you'll start to see trades um, like after the 15th, 16th pick when you're getting into that area where some teams are trying to move up. Some teams may be trying to trade out of the yeah. books. I think you'll see a little bit of that uh, pre-draft. You might see one of those teams with multiple picks trade one, but I don't think you're going to see a ton in the first round, I don't. Right. Now, Northern yeah. in the chat After here. After that, there'll be a lot. After that, there will be a lot. Northern yeah. in the chat here is an interesting question about Swayman because Swayman is a, you know, he's on his ELC. Uh, it's up after this year. He's making 925. He's an RFA without ARB rights, which means he could get a offer sheet, but we all know offer sheets are bull crap. Oh, he's an offer sheet candidate, Mike. Yeah, that they're not, they're not going to happen. So it's, that's crap. But well, Boston, now Boston, doesn't have a lot of cap space. That's what. That's why it's not totally crap because they already have a goalie. Um, and, I mean, offer. I don't know how much you could get an offer sheet. You're not talking about like a major offer sheet, but you're talking about like a you know what oh, amount more of than money, the Emmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what amount of money would you have to offer sheet? Remember, Miami was a one year deal that 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 uh, Montreal was not willing to match. I mean, with Swayman. Right. This is the thing. I think Swayman wants to stay there. I think he likes you know, being a tandem partner with Allmark. Allmark, yeah. Allmark's now, he likes it. Right. Yeah, I'll say for now that no goalie wants to be a tandem partner. Allmark's got only has another year left in his contract after next season. So Swayman would be in line to be the number one guy after that. So, and now it's just a question of, you know, you've got Pasternak's salary going up to 11 and a quarter after the, after this year. Um, that's five million. No, but but you know. Oh, I got the answer. They're, yeah. they're not going to do anything. They'll get rid of Jake Brusque finally. That's what will happen because we'll have one year left on his deal. He'll be the guy that goes. Or really, that's all changed. Like the Brusque is like now wants to stay forever. Yeah, and- I know, but it doesn't matter. Like they're going to have to get rid of somebody, and in the end, he's the easiest one to get rid of. He's got one year left. He's a UFA. Someone will want them. Or, 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 or Grizzlick or or touch their blue line, Mike. Well, I Debrusque actually has more value than you think. Like no, people, he has more value. People he are does. very much into him. Like um and you know, like I would see Seattle going hard after him. You know, that would be something that they would the be question, great The question is how many of these veterans are gonna come back. I mean, is Krejci gonna come back? Yeah. Is Bergeron gonna come back? I mean, are those guys gonna come back at I don't think either are coming back. Right. Uh, on team friendly deals. Are they gonna try to re-sign Bertuzzi? Are they gonna try to re-sign Orloff? I mean they'll retry they'll try and re-sign those guys. By the way, you know, when we're talking about tandems, Trapper John was sick of being a tandem with, with Hawkeye too, if you remember. So <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. BJ Honeycutt. Yeah. He shouldn't. Who was really, really inferior 
compared to to Trevor. Yes. Like, come on. Yeah, but, but like, Wayne Rogers is a is a financial expert on Fox News business. Great. So, Mike, I, somebody asked me this question. I, I hate to ask you this question, Mike, but since we have a little bit of time, I'm going to ask it to you. I have um, the Rangers stuff too, so don't. Oh, no, do the Rangers thing. Do the Rangers stuff then, please, definitely. Okay. Um, so today, Larry Brooks put out lines, and um, and so I do think what they're doing is they're on the right track. They they don't have Panarin and Kane together. Um, it's Kane. I'm trying to find where I put it. It, it was Kane, Kreider, and Zabinajad, I believe. And then you had um, Tarasenko with Trocek and Panarin. Trocek and Panarin. Thank you. Yep. Okay. So, and I think if they stick with that, I think that's good because I think it was smart to move Kreider up to the top line. They did it last game. And it's good because then if like Kane's throwing wild stuff on the net or just kind of, you know, you have Kreider near the net, right? Right. So I think there's a chance of more pucks going in that way. True. And I do think you needed to take Panarin away from Kane. I still think, you know, Panarin, somebody needs to talk to him and say, hey, listen, we know you appreciate Patrick Kane. This isn't the same guy. You need to do your thing first. Yeah. They, yeah. He's more important, a lot more important. And he's not had a good series. No, he hasn't. Um, it's hard. The Rangers are in a weird spot here because, you know, you yeah. don't need to change much from like what you did the first two games in New Jersey because that really just was you were dominating them. Right. But I think the series now with them playing a strong one, two, two um, and just the way they're going to keep looking for Jack Hughes. I think you had to change that up a little bit. Yeah. How much of this is the Rangers not playing as well on games three and four versus the Devils getting more comfortable playing? That's what I wonder. Well, I think it's a little of each. I think it is. I, I think it's a little of each. Um, and I think it's a situation now where Lindy played the goalie card, and so far he's getting mileage out of it. They're getting mileage out of Hughes putting in goals. Devil's defense has tightened up. So now it really is incumbent on the Rangers to actually make the next right move. Because listen, end of the day. If the Rangers win this game, they're still back on track to go home and win in six if they win this game. Right. And they know that. So yeah. I think this is an empty the tank game for them. Like, I think yeah. they have enough veterans there that know we've got to be really imposing in this game. Like, so again, yeah. you have to cover Hughes as best you can. It's hard to cover Jack Hughes. And you just, you know that they have the speed. So what the Rangers can't do is have everybody go deep all the time. Because right. again, if you do that, you're going to give up odd man rushes against. You're going to get caught, yeah, yeah, because devils devils are fast. They're just they're really fast, and that's the, you know, um, it, it is. It, I I think that game tomorrow is going to be absolutely. I and I actually think tonight's game with Florida and Boston is going to be fascinating. I talked to somebody up in Florida. Oh, I'm excited for it. I think. Yeah, I talked to somebody up in Boston from Florida. I talked to two different people, one player, and um, and I've never I've been talking throughout the series about it. There's one guy I'm really tight with up there, and he says this is the most like this practice they had yesterday. The day off was they had a great time as a team on the day off. So this is really the most relaxed they've been. They really have no worries here. They think that you know they aren't really worried about getting eliminated. They aren't afraid of getting eliminated. They they know that everybody expects them to get eliminated. They really are going to just kind of do. I think you're going to see a little bit of that relaxation. You saw the Islanders last night. Um, I think you'll see that with Florida in a bigger way. Um, yeah, they've got yeah, nothing to lose. That they, can, like, that they can play with the pan, play with play with Boston because they have they have outshot them in every game. So they're like sitting there and they say, okay, well, 
if we get you know we get a couple if we get a couple big saves and get a couple breaks a couple of bounces it's it goes back if it goes back to florida for game six it probably comes back to boston for game seven that's how they feel so it's yeah. just like there's a real big relaxation they have nothing to lose hey mike can you um can you put up mike polsky's question because i'm going to answer that yeah i was going to say i saw this and, and i'm like okay say say for example a team like detroit wins the lottery, yeah. not the number one pick, but then they say the number two pick. Number two pick, right. And, and Philadelphia has seven. Philadelphia would have to give up Proveroff to move up five. Right. That, that's not even enough. That wouldn't even do it. It might not be enough. It might not. Nah, it it probably, probably Proveroff and Cutter Gauthier. I mean, it would be something like that and a pick. Right. Like, that's what it would take because already Eisenman, if he gets Fantilli as a, an example, this is any team. Yeah. They know by the end of next year he's going to be on their team by the end of the next college season, and he's yeah. going to be a regular for the next 10 years. So Prokop yeah. is definitely not enough, and I don't think any team is going to trade out of any of those spots. I don't think – again, this is the whole thing. I know the, the Flyers fans are like, we're going to be aggressive. We want to be aggressive. This isn't like the Couturier draft. It yeah. isn't. These this top three picks yeah. are virtual locks. And nobody, nobody is going to want to trade out of them. Nobody is trading out of one or two. This is this is like okay, Brian Burke saying back in two thousand nine, we're going to trade up to number one to get John Tavares. There's only one problem: nobody is trading the out of number one. Right? No yeah, one. Is, I mean, it's really listen. Burke pulled some magic with with the brothers, with the twins, Sabine twins. He pulled some magic there. That's a long time ago, man. It was a very different kind of trade, different kind of draft too. I mean, this like. The Dean Twins were very new were great, but they weren't like at the level that you're looking at with these guys. No. Right. And, you know, and, and I did write that today that, you know, when someone asked me what the Flyers want to do in the draft, I said that they love Fantilli and they would love to move sure. up. There. Everybody loves Fantilli. Um, you know, I've said before, it's like, you know, just watching Fantilli, you're like, yeah, he's, he looks, you know, he lo- looks like a flyer to me. I'd, but love, he looks- I'd love to date Margot Robbie too. There's only one problem. <laughs> No, but like I saw the, the odds are, I think the odds for the Flyers were most likely they're going to get nine, but I think it's like one, three or nine, something weird like that. Yeah, it is something weird like that. Um, so, like, I don't even know if they had great odds on the second pick. I'm getting the second pick. It's very confusing. Um, I, I just, just, wanted, just wanted to mention this because uh, Kevin and I mentioned it yesterday about the Derek Lalone's comments about yeah. uh, Vasilevsky. Uh, John Cooper was asked about it today. Uh, in in Toronto, and he said, uh, Lalonde is there because he's he was an assistant coach on this team, so he's trying to offer insight and trying to give fans something, and he should be doing that. But here's the funny thing: he's just got to make sure it's accurate. So, oh, he's he's, saying he's, he's, he's trying to they're trying to sow seeds of doubt, right? Yeah. Throwing a little shade there too. That's a serious, yeah. There you go. That's a serious. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's his, that's the best he could do to try and throw people off the, the track. Right, because this is his buddy. He doesn't want to throw him under the bus. I mean, honestly, honestly, this is all. Well, you could look online and see how he good is good he is at tracking pucks and head trajectory and all that. It's all out there. Yeah, you don't have to. This isn't like a study that they did that nobody else has access to. All this information is out there. I could see right away if what his numbers have been the last couple of years that way. So can their opponents, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, Mike, I will ask this question before we go. Um, even though I really shuddered to ask this question. Oh, Beck, Northern says Philly has a 6.7% chance at second. And, you know, that's about the same chance that they have for the first pick. I think it's 6.5. So it's like, it ain't great. 
I think my odds of dating Margot Robbie are better. No, they're not, Mike. No, um, because there is a chance that the Flyers could get second. Um, right. <laughs> there is a six-point chance that they get second. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. All right, let's um, – Go ahead. Come on. I'm all right, right, okay, Mike. Um, Samson, uh, the goalie. Yes. Um, is he a $5 million goalie? No. So if they won a Stanley Cup with him this year, is he a $5 million goalie? No. He's an R- no, so they would let him go. He's an RFA with ARB rights. He's one year away from UFA. They can go to arbitration with him. Right. And get a one and get a one year deal. That's what they would uh, do. They get over four million bucks in an arbitration. Right, right, Russ. But and, and right, but the thing is that's a one year deal instead of a four or five year deal. And I think they don't want they want to keep their powder dry in terms of the goaltending situation. No, hold on. I think you're wrong on this because Oh, I don't if, think I'm if you Let's say he just gets out of the first <laughs> you round. Don't think you're wrong. Are you sure you don't think you're wrong, Mike? No, I, I, I'm sure I don't. <laughs> you're sure you don't think you're wrong? Hold on. Just listen <laughs> to this possibility. Okay. Let's just say he were to get out of the first round. Forget about winning the cup. We're not going there. When okay. he gets out of the first round, uh, general value of a goalie is going to be 3.5 to 4.25. Great. Why yeah. in the world do the <laughs> Leafs only want to do that for one year? They don't think Joseph Wall is their goalie of the future. Um, I think they do. Oh, my God. No, they don't. I think, you. They do. I think you think that. I don't think they do. I think they do. Is Wall a million dollar goalie, Mike? I, I also think that they, I also think that they <laughs> like – what's that? Is Wall a $5 million goalie, Mike? No, he's not. He they signed him. This is the reason why they like him. Other goalie, Mike. They signed signed him to a. Will you let me finish? They signed him to a three-year deal, and Wall's under contract for two more years at seven hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year. So they, you know, they they like him because they like him, but they also like him because he's cheap. Um, Now, Samsonov, if Samsonov gets him past the first round, they like him. Yeah, you know, he's well liked in the locker room. Yeah. Um, I think they want to bring him back, but I also think that, you know, they don't want to sign a goaltender for five. This is the reason why they backed away from Jack Campbell. Now the Samsonoff actually has something in his favor. If they get past Tampa Bay, well, he's actually won something, but I think right. that they'll, st- they'll still be careful in terms of what they do um, with a goaltender because now Matt Murray has got another year left in his contract, but I believe he's either going to go on LTIR or they're going to buy him out. Because they'll want to, they'll they'll have to, they have to make room for other things that they want to do in the off season, like re-signing Michael Bunting, re-signing Ryan O'Reilly, re-signing Achari, Shen, all the you know the guys that I think they brought in that they like. So, so I, Mike, I, let me ask you: Has has Matt Murray played more games or fewer games than you thought in the playoffs so far? When they well, signed, I mean, him? well, Russ, I thought he was going to play, and he hasn't played yet, but. He was practicing today, Russ, so he is close. And if they get by Tampa, which I'm still skeptical about, then I think he could play in the net. Well, not in the first game. If they get past Tampa, no, he's not no, playing no. in the first game. No, if they, if, they, if they win this series with Samsonov as the number one, then Samsonov will get the – oh, there you go. Let's continue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. I just want to bring this up. If they win this – I'm not trying to interrupt you, Mike. I was uh, just trying to say – so if they win this series – they win this series, then Samsonov will get at least the first couple games in the next series. Um, but then if they don't win, then I think they'll go to Matt Murray because Matt Murray's got two Stanley Cups on his resume. And Dustin Wolf is a 1B. There you go. Someone asked. Go ahead. 
Okay, so um, all right, well, well, I'm sure we'll, I, I could almost guarantee the person who has that question that we will be discussing it again. Like, I think that we will talk about that, Samson, if he's $5 million goalie again. I think we will definitely get down to that discussion. All right, let's, let's simulate the lottery. Here we go. Ready? And, da, 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 and it's Columbus with Philadelphia getting the second pick. Wow. <laughs> there you that's have amazing. it. No, it's not going to happen. No. If that it's happens, happen, then, that's amazing. Last time we did it, Philadelphia got the first pick. Remember? Now, would the NHL be happy? <laughs> would the NHL be happy with Connor Bedard in Columbus? Yeah, they would be. Because that 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 it's just it. No, I mean it's, it it would solidify Columbus for many years to come. And and, and act there you go Montreal sixth there you go. Um, but uh, it would probably it would go obviously Bedard Fantilli probably Carlson to uh, Anaheim. Yeah. And then Chicago, who knows? Yeah. So um, there you have it. Let it be known that the Flyers are going to get the so second they pick. Got Adam Fantilli. There you go. Flyers are getting the second pick in the draft. Fantilli, what does he mean? Where does he slate in with the Flyers, Russ? Well, I mean, he would be their their top line center when he gets there eventually. Um, he play, he's not going to come out for year one. No, no, he's going back. He's already said that, right? No, he hasn't said it because he's going to go into the draft and act like there's drama. But, you know, he told me his plan was two years in college, room with his brother, then go into the NHL. That's why he went and played college. I think he's going to stick with that plan. So, but then he would be out and then, you know, he'll probably play second line center until he's ready to be first first line center, but they would have a true first line center. He would beat out Morgan Frost, you think? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Frost would be the veteran, so it would take. Yeah, it would be a veteran, but yeah, no, I think no. He's. I think that that would be. Um, boy, that the people, the people would be happy in Philadelphia if that happened. We will see. Remember, without fill, the buzz, it would fill a hole. It would fill a big hole. Um, remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. We will talk to you all tomorrow when Mike will be in Toronto, and we'll talk to you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.